This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Is our system rigged? Probably. Can we do something about it? Definitely. I've been talking about us moving like ants, and one of the ways in which we can combat all manner of dysfunction in our system is to show up collectively in great numbers. I did an interview with the producers of a documentary called Rigged, and you're going to listen to that shortly. But the reason why I want you to listen to it is because we need to know what we're up against. You can't fight an enemy unless you know exactly what the tactics are. And one of the tactics in this country is to suppress your vote. And one of the ways that you combat suppression of votes is to show up in numbers that they can't stop. So that's going to be our move this election cycle. Coming up next is my interview with the producers of Rigged, which is brought to you by... Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries. Mother's Day is around the corner and you want to give your mother something sweet because your mom has been sweet to you. And I'm not just talking about your mother. You got grandmothers, sisters, sister-in-laws, godmothers, best friends, anybody that you want to send something nice to. Sherry's Berries is a great gift. Why? Because it's delicious. I'm talking about juicy, fresh strawberries dipped in chocolatey goodness. And Sherry's Berries now has a special Mother's Day berry that is designed just for mom, topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugar, and swizzles. It's amazing. It's delicious. It comes in great packaging, and you don't have to wait. Mother's Day is around the corner, but go to berries.com today and order these freshly dipped strawberries starting at just $19.99. And you can make mom really happy by doubling the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, so go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Yes, I did that on purpose. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code, K-H. That's berries.com. Click on the microphone, code K-H. Coming up next, rigged. Is our system rigged? Probably. Can we do something about it? Definitely. I've been talking about us moving like ants, and one of the ways in which we can combat all manner of dysfunction in our system is to show up collectively in great numbers. I did an interview with the producers of a documentary called Rigged, and you're going to listen to that shortly. But the reason why I want you to listen to it is because we need to know what we're up against. You can't fight an enemy unless you know exactly what the tactics are. And one of the tactics in this country is to suppress your vote. And one of the ways that you combat suppression of votes is to show up in numbers that they can't stop. So that's going to be our move this election cycle. Coming up next is my interview with the producers of Rigged, which is brought to you by... Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries. Mother's Day is around the corner and you want to give your mother something sweet because your mom has been sweet to you. And I'm not just talking about your mother. You got grandmothers, sisters, sister-in-laws, godmothers, best friends, anybody that you want to send something nice to. Sherry's Berries is a great gift. Why? Because it's delicious. I'm talking about juicy, fresh strawberries dipped in chocolatey goodness. And Sherry's Berries now has a special Mother's Day berry that is designed just for mom, topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugar, and swizzles. It's amazing. It's delicious. It comes in great packaging, and you don't have to wait. Mother's Day is around the corner, but go to berries.com today and order these freshly dipped strawberries starting at just $19.99. And you can make mom really happy by doubling the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, so go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Yes, I did that on purpose. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code, K-H. That's berries.com. Click on the microphone, 
code KH. Coming up next, Rigged. So how did you guys get involved with this project? Uh, Mac actually came to me initially and, uh, you know, was looking for a producer. My background was at MSNBC in the documentary unit, and uh, he was very upset about voter suppression uh, because of the Shelby versus Holder decision in 2013. You know, he felt that something should be done on the issue, uh, that books had been written about it, but he really wanted to sort of tell the story visually. He felt that with the 2016 election coming up that we could go out and really sort of capture it. So that's basically how it came about, and we've been working on it for the last two and a half, almost three years now. Wow. All right. So, Mac, why? Why? Karen, because it's wrong. It's just wrong. And if a, a broad group of Americans saw this film and saw our fellow citizens with their voice taken away, their vote taken away, you said it, it turns your stomach. Yeah. And so we believe strongly that if all we do is shine a light on this, people will rise up, identify these laws, identify the garbage justifications that support these laws, and begin to unwind these laws. And once again, make America a beacon of voting rights. But my larger why, um, you both are white guys. You know, we've been having this conversation here for a while, and I, I'm just trying to rack my brain with how we keep having this conversation. I start I start off the show today talking about Ray Dalio, uh, who I saw on 60 Minutes last night, and he was on the Squawk Box this morning on CNBC, and he's a billionaire who's saying, we need equal rights. We need, we need people to have equal opportunity to have the same opportunity that I had to become wealthy in America. Doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, I... I had an equal rights conversation over the weekend uh, talking about women's rights. We are one state away from passing an equal rights amendment to give women the same rights as men, it, which seems to be a no-brainer. And it's been a 50, almost a 50-year fight. Makes no sense. So when I look out, people say, well, white men don't want to give up power. But yet I'm looking at two white men, and, you know, this is, a, 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 of course, a broad brush, and it's not fair to categorize people in such a lump sum way, but... The power structure in this country is in the hands primarily of white men who don't want to give it up. But yet I'm sitting with two white men who are willing to do whatever. So I, I want to ask you again. Nope, I'm, I'm sticking with you, Mac, because um, what's your background, first of all? Uh, I went to law school 100 years ago. And you look I, great. I never, <laughs> I never practiced. Uh, and then I was a finance person. So uh, I'm to some extent just what you're talking about. I, I'm going to add one to your pile, which was Ali Velshi on MSNBC mm. jumping all over Howard Schultz. Howard mentioned that there was substantial income inequality in this country, and Ali jumped all over him saying, people of color have known that for a very long time. You billionaires just discovered it. Right. And so this is very much what you're talking about. So did you have a, I, I call it a Paul to Damascus moment? No, no. I think our decisions are better if everybody's included. I've always thought Election Day was the most exciting day of the year, and I thought it was beautiful and wonderful and the essence of America that all of us go to the polls together. On Election Day, we all speak, and we all speak with an equal voice. And I don't think that the government or the Congress should be populated by people, only people of wealth. I think that uh, here's Lauren Underwood, who's a nurse from outside Chicago. Here's Johanna Hayes, who's the Teacher of the Year from Connecticut. 
Lucy McBath, who lost her son. In Same that. thing. So I think I think our governance process uh, is improved by having the veterans, having the school teachers, having the nurses, having from people from every walk of life. And I believe that strongly. And when I see people trying to chip away at my fellow citizens' right to vote, it's just deeply wrong. I think. Have I, you always felt that? Have of you course, always believed that? Of course. Of course. Okay. So. But, the, but by the way, it is about power. Uh, it's about race and it's about power. And by the way, is race about power? Race is all about it. Race is a made up construct that was. Correct. I, was, I said, you know, at the top of the show, you know, when we think about, you know, France and, you know, um, all the other nations, Rome, that have fallen because of these vast disparities in wealth. You know, America figured out if we can just attach race and tell you, poor white person, that you're better than this poor black person, we can keep going with this. And it has been so effective that I'm scared that it that we can't undo it, right? And that's my, my greatest fear, and I don't fear much, but I, I fear this is one thing because people don't want to give up the one little thing that makes them special. Uh, 866-801-8255. The film is called, the documentary is called Rigged. And it opens up with a black woman who talks about, I was raised to, 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 to vote. This is all we were told. And you follow her into the voting place, which I want to ask you about camera-wise, because right. I didn't know you could bring cameras into a voting place like that. Uh, she goes to check her, you know, to check to see, and do you have the right ID? And she's like, well, my address doesn't match this. And she goes through her whole thing. And she finds out that she's been kicked off. And she you, she, you can see in her face the hurt. And then you follow this white guy. Who, talk to me about, talk to me well, about this guy. the white guy, guy we follow is Mike Who is Hot, this guy? He's with, uh, he's with the North Carolina uh, Voter Integrity Project. And he actually... You putting up air quotes around integrity? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there is actually a law, um, fortunately, which has recently been struck down, but a law in North Carolina from 1901, from the Jim Crow era, which was passed basically to remove black males from, from the voting lists. And he was using that law back in 2016 uh, to send out letters to people in Cumberland County, North Carolina, where he lived. And if they didn't respond to the email, he would go to the voting board and say, this person didn't respond. I don't think they're here anymore. Let's strike them off. And so we were at this hearing and we saw, you know, there were literally thousands of people who were struck so over 6,000 names were struck, and it was 100,000 people in Cumberland? Yeah, there are about 106,000 registered voters. Wow. So it's almost 6%, right. and obviously mostly African-Americans. Um, and one of the people who came to the hearing before was uh, Janice Patterson, who was an African-American woman, who just come out of the hospital. Literally, she had had a heart attack. Fortunately, she got the letter, and she came in and contested it, and she was kept on the list. But uh, Karen uh, Wilson-McCoy, who was the woman you're referring to, was had been dispossessed by Hurricane Matthew, so she never got the letter, letter. So she didn't even know that she was supposed to come to the hearing. So she was removed from the list, and, uh, you know, we we found her because we actually saw all the names and we called everybody who was on the list and you know found out that she was one of the people so we we went with her and we said you've been purged and she said i never heard about that i'm going to go vote so we were there some of the states have different laws north carolina is one where you can actually go in and shoot people in, in the voting which is which allowed us to do that Eight six six eight zero one. actually i don't want to take any calls i want to talk to you guys um you say it start started in Chicago in 2008. Right. And I paused for a second 
this rampant, money-fueled, vitriolic, very aggressive, getting people off voting rolls and shutting down polling places and keeping people, you know, with the voter ID laws and all this other stuff, started 2008 in Chicago. Talk about that. Well, the 2008 election was, I'm going to identify two things. First, it was the first election in which people of color comprised over 25% of the electorate and growing. And there was a realization um, uh, in the Republican Party that that's a demographic trend. And either we need to broaden our tent and include new people uh, in our party, or we got to think- Which of, was their autopsy, by the way. That was the right, autopsy. In 2012, Throw, which was Rance Priebus. Right. Who did it. Throw that in the trash. And they took a different road. You saw the commentator we have, Mark McKinnon, who says they took a different road, which was to make sure the people voting against us find it tougher to vote. So that demographic tide, which is of great concern, was number one. Number so two. So why wouldn't they do the work? Because here's the, the truth. I, you know, I've been black my whole life, and you know, if, if, histor- if history is any you know barometer, black people are very conservative. You know, in in the way in which they move in the world, and they and they and, and they used to vote Republican. Used to vote Republican. <laughs> Martin Luther King's father was yeah, a Republican. Right. Jackie was, Robinson was a Republican, and you know, so it wouldn't be a hard thing to do to expand the tent. So why not expand the tent? What do you think, Mac? Why won't they expand the tent? I think that political parties are Darwinian. They do what works. And I'm going to go back to Richard Nixon's Southern strategy. I'm going to go back to Ronald Reagan at the Neshoba County Fair uh, in Philadelphia, Mississippi in 1980. And by the way, Donald Trump Jr. spoke at the same Neshoba County Fair um, uh, in 2016. And it communicates a message that here are the real Americans and if you're not here, maybe you're not a real American. And it begins a low-tone dog whistle that continues through the 2016 election. Remember uh, the man who is now our president saying, I want you to watch. I want you to go to certain places in Philadelphia, and I, you know what I'm talking about. So go to certain places and watch, and be careful because you know what they're trying to do. And by the way, we went to Philadelphia in 2016 to see if there was any voter fraud going on. There was nothing. Right, because it doesn't it's a, exist. It's a, it, yeah. it's a, you know, there's a woman in Texas right now, Crystal Mason, who's in jail for trying to vote. Yeah. Um, we, we, and there's a guy in our film who's in jail, was put in jail for voting. Right. It, it, but, and there's also a woman that purposely voted for Trump a couple of times and didn't get jail right. time. Yeah. So there's there's something really inherently wrong with, with what's going on, and, and the outrage is not what it should be, in my opinion. Um, the craziest thing that you guys found during this process that didn't make the cut of the of rigged? Uh, that would be a really horrible story in Hancock County, Georgia. Uh, and it's not in the film because it was a 2015 story. It's another purge. In a town of about a thousand people, 80% African American, somehow almost all the elected officials are white. What's up with what, that? What county is that in Georgia? Hancock. Hancock County. Uh, Sparta, Georgia. Uh, and uh, there's a purge uh, that ultimately goes after about 180 people. And if it was 187, then 182 of them were African American. And it's a residency challenge. 
and a knock on the door. The sheriff, as a courtesy, was delivering the summons uh, for the Board of Elections and summoning people disproportionately uh, female to come to the Board of Elections. And the essence of the residency challenge for some of these voters, some of these citizens, was basically where you've been sleeping. And so you got two choices. You can uh, come to the hearing and defend your right to vote, and somebody's going to ask you where exactly do you live, uh, or you can just surrender your right to vote. But there, there were two, two men who were taking care of their sick mother in the next county. They were challenged. You know, these are working people. Uh, these are people with child care needs, and, and they can't just tell the boss, well, I, I'm going to take off a few hours. I'll be back when I'm back. They'll lose their job. And so everybody knows how this works. You end up, if you make it hard enough, certain people will have to surrender their right to vote. Um, Tim, the money, because this was the other thing, you know, so Barack Obama's election must have scared people to another level, right? right? The fear. And what what's the fear exactly? What what did they think that uh, he was going to institute slavery for white people? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm just what, what, what was going to happen? I th- I, you know, health care for, for everyone. For all, that's, the, I, that's I, the biggest, uh, oh my goodness, this <laughs> black no, man's going to give us all health care. It's, it's so some, horrible. It's something else. Um. We, uh, again, not in the film, but there are a number of clips that we have where a um, person is speaking to a sea of other people and says, I don't know about you, but in the fall of 2008, something happened, and I felt my country was no longer my own. And uh, we heard that particular phrase enough times that we think it's something broader than health care or tax rates or or whatever else it may be. Hmm. I mean, we went into this film hoping hoping that it was mostly about power and about politics, and that you know, and race. it became about race. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I mean, we, we everything's you know, about race. Yeah. You know, it, everything in this country is, is centered around race. Whether we're talking about the electoral college, voter suppression, right. whether. No matter what we're talking about in this country, it centers around the original sin of this of this nation. And you know, we, we interviewed uh, Elijah Cummings early on in the film, and and From he said he said, you know, I really need you know white people to care about this issue because black people know about it. You know, <laughs> so we, we, we don't need to make a documentary on voter suppression for black people. We need to make one for white people because they thought with the Voting Rights Act that everything was taken care of. They don't know what's going on now or the, and the ones who do know are the ones that are doing it. So we really wanted to make a film that would educate <laughs> the white population about what's going on here. Our, our American democracy is being taken away. I mean, the one person, one vote tenant is being totally corrupted, and our, you know, our democracy is bleeding out. And, Karen, we hope that people will see this and say, that's not what we do, not in my name. And you know the Shelby County versus Holder decision in the Supreme Court, which essentially said, well, we don't need the Voting Rights Act anymore. Hallelujah. The era of racial discrimination in voting in the American South is over. Well, I got, I got news for the Chief Justice. It's alive and well. You can see it in Rigged, the voter suppression playbook. But it's not just the American South. One of our states that we cover is Wisconsin because these techniques— Which is one of the most divided states in our right. union, actually well, you, one of the most segregated places. They have done America. this stuff where it matters. 
and in a closely divided state. So where do you spend your time? You spend your time in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and that's where Indiana, that's where these laws really matter a lot. Let me just commend you guys. Rig, the voter suppression playbook, is amazing. It's an amazing piece of journalism. Uh, but I fear that it's not going to reach white people because if you – I just – that's, again, if you don't care – with everything that's going on in this country right now, you're not going to be inclined to care even after you watch this. And I, I just feel like there's got to be something. I don't know. I don't know. Please help me. I mean, we really want this film to be sort of the inconvenient truth of, yes. of, of, it, of voting it, rights. It is, you know, to raise awareness. Well and it Absolutely. took a while for you know the inconvenient truth to catch on. But you know, I think, I mean, you can't you can't throw your hands out and say we're not going to do anything. So no. you have to you have to try and educate people. The money. The Koch brothers and the, the right. millions and millions of dollars that overnight seem to be magically available to do marketing, what I call marketing campaigns, targeting people to tell them what it is that they need to know about this. How come there's not an equal and opposite reaction? Uh, Matt Keller, go ahead, Mike <laughs> Mac, tell me why. I, I'm standing up in my chair here, Karen, because uh, one of the things we come out of this with is a uh, sense of what I'll call the ecosystem of the right with sustained long-term funders across issues, think tanks developing data, messaging shops, candidate development shop, yeah. shops. Alex. ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council, which drafts model state legislation that and proliferates. That you could just cut and paste. Yeah. The Heritage Foundation, et cetera. And it's in business for decades. The Federalist Society. And so, honestly, yeah, all the way to Judges, which, as you know, is the last yes. chapter of the film and a dark one yes. because it says the courts have been the mechanism in our government that has put the ship back, you know, straight up. Uh, but the new president has appointed between 20 and 25 percent of all federal judges, and we're just two years in. And so— that's going to change the courts over time. So you're, yeah. you can't laugh when Tim and I tell you that we said, well, this must exist on the progressive side of the ledger. Let's just go find it. But the answer is it does not. It's this interest group and that interest group and this person with a pot of money and that person. So you, you can't know, seem to get it together. Ginning uh, it up for— So George Soros, come on, y'all. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's just one person. What— Although Attorney General, former Attorney General Holder, has started an uh, organization that is basically similar to what RedMap did in 2010 with mm-hmm. trying to deal with state legislatures and make sure that things don't get gerrymandered in 2020. So he has started a Democratic equivalent to that. So that is a positive step. So go to riggedthefilm.com, and where will people be able to watch uh, on that On that website, they'll be able to download you know, video. iTunes and Amazon, okay. and it's, all right. it's and on all those sharing. digital How platforms. About, is there a big share push? How do we? Because I think marketing is part of our biggest problem. I mean, it's one of the things that we can do, but it seems like it's the one thing we're not doing enough of. Well, well we're working with a group called Picture Motion, uh, which is uh, distributing it to colleges and community centers and civic groups and churches and so on and so forth. We're um, working with a number of voting rights organizations to sort of just you know get it out. Th- get it out through them so we're working to get it out to as many people as possible and coming on great shows like yours to <laughs> get the word out well uh narrated by jeffrey wright who does an amazing job yes. and, and actually shares some of his own personal stories because he's a brilliant um active human being citizen of america 
Uh, and again, we don't have the luxury to just do one thing in this country. We all have to roll up our sleeves and get busy. This is a, is a, is a film that, again, made me really angry. It also was stunning um, to, to see these stories play out and to know that we're still in this place. You would think, you know, you think about Goodman, Schroeder, and Cheney, and you think about Megger Evers and all of the people that lost their lives so that we could vote. And now they're doing it corporately. Now they're doing it with money. Now they're doing it legally through the courts. And it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, the numbers are big. Uh, in the federal court challenges for these cases, the number of people in the challenge to the Wisconsin voter ID law, the number of people without proper ID was 300,000. In North Carolina, 400,000. In Texas, 600,000. In Pennsylvania, four to 500,000. And so this is not one person here, one person there. This is serious numbers. And you can say, well, gosh, you know, voter ID, I've got my driver's license in my pocket. What's the big deal? But here's the thing. 10% of people, 12% of people don't have a driver's license, don't have a passport, uh, don't have a bank account. They're, mm. they're, they're, and why? Because they're poor. And in my book, in my America, those people all vote. They're all citizens. They and, all vote. And they should vote more because they need more. Um, last thing, because I know you guys got to run. What can we all do? That's Mac Heller, Tim Davis. What can we all do besides support your film, which we're going to do, and that's by going to riggedthefilm.com. What else can we do? You, you have to get in the face of the state legislatures. These laws are passed at the state level. We got 50 states, and most of them have two houses and, you know, 100 people, and it's a lot of work. But that's where it gets done. It was a stealth operation, and the Democrats were off doing something else. Every day, show up and recognize these laws for what they are and stop them. Find the ones on the books now and unwind them. And by the way, if ever anybody says, well, we got to— They'll say one of two things, Karen. They'll say, well, this is merely administrative. Yes, we're closing all the polling places in the black part of town, but it's merely administrative. Or they'll say, we need to do this against to, to combat rampant voter fraud. Well, you know how many cases of voter impersonation fraud were offered in the Wisconsin litigation? Zip. Zero. Pennsylvania, zip. So when everybody, ever anybody says, well, it might be as many as X cases of you know illegal voting, Ask him where's the beef, including the president. Love you guys. Uh, Mac Heller, we need more of you. I'm going to scratch you and clone you. Mac Heller, Tim Davis, riggedthefilm.com. Riggedthefilm.com, the voter suppression playbook. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Here.